Next on BYU Sports Nation, the top five most important people in BYU spring football camp. And why in the world are all Cougar fans actually Pilot and Torero fans today? Uh, I know why. Plus, ex-NBAer Jeff Judkins and Italian freshman volleyballer Davide Gardini. It's time for sports. Nice. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is February 28th. It's a Thursday, a.k.a. March Eve. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is currently buying a full outfit of uh, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy at Disneyland. <laughs> so I'm teamed up with a man who thinks every day is pro day. Brian Logan in the house. Holler at your boy. Is this an excuse to walk around in spandex? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. That's pro day. You what enjoyed you, that a little too much. What are you doing? Where, where are your clothes? That's pro day, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's pro day. Like, the event isn't for an hour. Put your shorts back on. No, I'm good. Pro day. Hey, you know what's funny? Uh, my mom, for my pro day... Um, was was like why is why is he naked? Why is he why is he walking around with his clothes off? And did and my pastor actually had to tell her, calm down. This is like a job interview, you know. This, right. She was like, well, put in your underwear. Yeah, but in your underwear, yeah. yeah. She was like, well, the underwear Olympics, as David Nixon likes to call it. Yes, yes. That's so <laughs> it's so so true. So moms out there, dads, let let your kids, let your sons have that chance. Yeah, one one opportunity to have a job interview. Almost naked. <laughs> <laughs> and Sione Takitaki will have that uh, privilege, question mark? Twice, actually. Uh, yeah. Combine and Coming program. up. We'll, we'll discuss it uh, coming up. Here's what we have on today's show. It's packed, uh, starting with Shooter McJudkins in studio, what Coach Juddy says his team has to do to finish in the top two in the league this weekend. A uh, big uh, couple of games for the ladies. Six foot nine freshman outside hitter Davide Gardini is the son of a legend. And all the way from Italy to play here at BYU, he previews the matchup tonight with number 8 Stanford. And we play some big deal, no deal. But first, today's headlines. Former Cougar Sione Takitak, Yasmin, reports to the NFL Combine today, where he will participate in orientation and interviews. Those weird questions like, if you were a tree, what tree would you be? A green one. Sunday, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Sunday is his day for linebacker drills. Men's volleyball host number eight Stanford tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse in a top ten matchup as they, look, <laughs> as they look for their fourth straight win. The game will be broadcasted live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's you, right? You're on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I can I get some sideline passes? Sure, yeah, yeah. Like La- Lauren will hook you up. All right. Lauren, help me. BYU women's basketball plays San Francisco uh, tonight in the Merritt Center, 9 Eastern on the W.TV. Cougars in second place in the West Coast Conference, one game back of Gonzaga with two games to go. Gonzaga plays Pepperdine, who's in third, a game behind BYU, so down the stretch we come. Here we go. Lots of prayers and fasting. Hopefully buckets, too. Yes, definitely buckets. Not chicken buckets either. Oh, but uh, it could be bucket of chicken night, buckets, too. Buckets bucket of the- chicken ball night. Ooh, oh, let's, go. let's go. BYU baseball plays the Lamar Cardinals today in Beaumont, Beaumont, Texas. I think that's the native <laughs> pronunciation. Thank you. The Cougars are 5-2 and two on the season and currently on a three-game win streak. First pitch is at 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. With Jason Shepard, who... Uh, like doesn't really work here anymore. He just goes out on the road, calls baseball. That's, that's, uh, that's fine. I'm good. It's a good gig. It's, it's okay. if you can get it. It's, that's perfect. Thank you, Jason, for Beautiful. not being available. <laughs> <laughs> Rise and shout! It is time for what's trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Whilst base, uh, basketball is at the forefront, and, and, and I guess uh, baseball as well. And, and basketball. Yeah. <laughs> at the <laughs> forefront of BYU athletics at the moment. Football is always top of mind, of course. Brian Logan's on the show. That means we're going to talk a lot of football. Monday spring practice begins, and with it, a renewed sense of hope for a new season and what could be. So let's assess who will factor into the success of the first iteration of Cougar football in 2019. Brian, who are the five most important people in BYU football spring ball? First foremost, head coach, Kalani Sake. Zach Wilson. I have coach Eric Mateos as number three. New O-line coach. New O-line coach. Lapini Katoa. Mm. And then Isaiah Kafuzi. Oh. Okay. The next, the next Kyle Vennoy. The next Kyle Vennoy. Wow. Nice okay. Yeah. We'll discuss in a moment. Here's my five. Number one, Jeff Grimes. What offense is BYU running? Okay. Number two, Zach Wilson. I agree with you. Even though he's not playing, we'll discuss. Number three, Jaron Hall. Woo-wee. Speaking of baseball, the crossover baseball uh, football player. Number four, Lopini. Yep. And number five, the middle linebacker. Whoever it is. Whoever it is. Who's the new Sione Takitaki at middle linebacker? Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's break it down. Why do you have Kalani Sitaki number one? I have, I have Kalani. I mean, obviously, man, everything starts with the head ball coach, you know, in, in every organization or business, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, I, think, I think the head coach sets the tone. And there are times that as players in fall camps or you could even say spring ball where the coach, based off of – his 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 spirit, his presence, his aura, whatever you want to call it, sets the tone, right? Um, can we, can I get away with not shaving? Can I wear my earrings? Can I be a little bit late? Can the I questions have, you ask today? Can I can I? That is very true. Can I have my foot on the line during warmups? Are we going to hit the fence? Uh, you know, because he wants to focus on discipline, whatever the case is. And so, to me, I, I think a lot of that is going to be seen in the interviews. Um, you know, if he has a more, you know, I, I would say laughable or approachable, which he always is, right? And and I think the correlation is with with Bronco, the year that he started joking around with everybody, and everybody's like, huh, what, who, what the heck? And I, I think at different times, there's there's coaches they have an idea and understanding how I need to be for this team, whatever that may be, right? I need to be more serious, whatever the case is. So that's, that's, that's the, the first and, and foremost thing, man. It starts with him, and I think if he comes in and, and sets a tone of, hey, we're not playing around anymore, and, you know, we, we, we've been on the cusp of, of certain games the last couple of years, let's go and win the games that we aren't supposed to, the ones that were very close, clean up some of the mistakes discipline-wise, and let's go get it. I have Jeff Grimes as number one because BYU ran two different offenses last year. The Tanner Mangum offense, which featured more of the quarterback under center, uh, more checks at the line for that uh, position, more jet sweeps, which were called uh, and decided by Tanner Mangum. It was different with Zach Wilson. More shotgun, more get the ball out. We saw the emergence of Matt Bushman as he was asked to block less and receive more, uh, and we go from there. You and I agree that Zach Wilson's on this list. Even though he's not throwing, I think that he needs to continue to be a leader and continue to learn the playbook, which could be expanded and manipulated and changed because uh, now he's, uh, Zach Wilson's a sophomore. It doesn't have to be so simple. Right, yeah. And, and perhaps it wasn't simple, but it can be more complex now. I think, I think um, you know, the, the Boise State game showed us how, in certain situations, I think Coach Grimes needs to be or, or call plays where 
It is very simple. It's, I'm not going to give him. Are you re- know, referring to the last play? Yep, referring okay. to the last play. Um, you know, I'm not going to give him. You know, certain plays, uh, play calls where he has to think things through, and I'm gonna make things very was, simple and easy. He was supposed to throw the slant or throw mm-hmm. it away. I think right, so, right. exactly, and, and chose the third option. Yep, yeah, and 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 so I think that with with Zach, like you said, it's the it's the leadership, man. I mean, I, going back, and that's why I put Kalani there because that's just every he he's he ultimately. You know, with the wins and the loses, losses and and success, failure, it all falls to him. But really, we all look at the quarterback. The quarterback is the number one guy. That, especially sure. at Brigham Young University, you're not just a quarterback, man. You are everything. You're the face of the program. You are everything. You, you, you are the face of the program of the university, and to some degree, for some people, the face of the church. It's right? The church, so, because you're the quarterback, and you're what they know about that school and potentially it, religion. So, exactly. Hopefully, Zach Wilson can continue to emerge. You had Coach Eric Mateos at number three. I had Jaron Hall. Why Mateos? Well, if the number one most important person is the quarterback, Zach Wilson, you've got to protect him. You, got, you, must, you must protect that man. Protect him must, at all costs. Not protect his house. Yes, we want to do that too. But you must protect, protect the game. Protect I would, the quarterback. I would submit just do it. That's what I would say. I like that. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice check mark. I have Jaron Hall because I think as the incumbent uh, number two behind Zach Wilson, he's going to get all these reps with number one. I think Jaron Hall will be much better than he would have been because yeah. he's taking those snaps. Okay. You had uh, Lopini and so did I, Katoa. Yeah. I've been told that he is a full go off that knee injury. For spring ball, which there is great news. There we go. I think when you when you look at the offense and, and Coach Grimes and what he's trying to accomplish and establish, which is the running game, you have to have a feature back, right? Regardless of what that – I don't care how if he's a third down back or every down back. That, to me, that's irrelevant. A feature back to me, in my opinion – this is Brian Logan. Brian Logan's opinion on a feature running back. Somebody that I can count on. In critical game time situations where I can give him the ball that is, you know, handing the ball off or maybe throwing it, just leaves, whatever the case is. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Lopini Katoa led BYU in rushing yards, yards per carry, and touchdowns last season. He's the guy. I think BYU needs more guys behind him, but there he is. And uh, number five, you had Isaiah Kafusi, and I had the middle linebacker. Well, that's, that's the next Kyle Van Noy, man. I, I said that last year, you know, as he emerged, what, I think. Surprise mid, mid, player mid, of the year. Yeah, definitely. By On the far, whole team. By far. And not only did he come and make an impact to where guys, you know, he took somebody's starting position. Obviously, there was injuries and things like that. But you look at the impact that he made and the stats that he had, the turnovers, the sacks, the the, the quarterback pressures, the stats that you can't really see on paper uh, that allowed him to, to make that much of an impact. And then most and, and foremost, the, the, the Utah game, man, when he left – Oh, man. It was a it combination was, it, of Corbin, Kafusi, Matt Hadley, and Isaiah Kafusi. Yeah, those but three. But All three went out, and it was tough. The middle linebacker, who's replacing? It was Butch Powell, right? And then Butch was kind of injured slash just didn't play. Uh, so then Sione made the switch and was really good. So who replaced Sione Takitaki? I'm excited to uh, watch those guys. So those are the top five most important people in spring football. So uh, let's go ahead and transition to hoops, man. I'm a, I have the ball. I'm dribbling. While BYU Hoops is not playing tonight, Jerem, that doesn't mean that Cougar fans are not WCC Hoops fans tonight. Why are all fans in BYU Nation actually Pilot and Terrero fans? Wait, wait, wait. Boom, boom, dribble. 
Triple drops that pass. There you go. It went out of bounds. Shoot. It no, off it's out. Get the butter off your hands. Come on, man. That was a real mistake, dipping my hands <laughs> in butter before the show. Uh, BYU scoreboard watching tonight. So BYU's on a bye, and uh, BYU needs some losses from a couple of teams, San Francisco and St. Mary's, to have a shot at avoiding the four seed. And uh, if you win a quarter, then you wouldn't have to play Gonzaga. That'd be good, right? Gonzaga's pretty good. Preach. No one's better than them by the Preach. rankings. Uh, so San Francisco hosts San Diego. San Diego already beat USF, but this time it's in uh, up on the hilltop. Okay. And then St. Mary's hosts 0-14 Portland. Portland, you're a wonderful city. I lived there when I was younger. Yep. We love you. We do. Go and pull off this massive upset tonight. You haven't yep. won a game in league. Terry Porter, you were my guy. You were on a poster in my room mm-hmm. when I was little with the Trailblazers going to a couple of finals Yeah, there. you were. They haven't played this season, but go Pilots and go Toreros tonight. BYU needs some help. I love that, man. And San Diego's a great city. That's San where I went on my honeymoon. And, and, I love those two As cities. long as it's not San Diego State, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Who took your scholarship away so you could come to Brigham. Yep. But now you're on this show. I, yeah. If yeah. they didn't offer you, if they didn't uh, take away the scholarship, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. But yeah. if they did, if they didn't take it away, I would still have accepted. San Diego Maybe. is a nice city. It really is. It so is. go Toreros, go Pilots. Our question of the day, who are the five most important people in BYU football spring ball? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response and Sarah Thomas Bobo on Facebook. Nice. How are things going for the offensive line and their new coach? How does Coach Grimes feel about it at the end of spring? So your number three, Coach Eric Mateos, the new offensive line coach. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Jeff Jenkins is in studio. What are his team goals for the final two weeks of the season? I'm guessing their win, but what else? And is there that big of a difference between the two seed and the one seed? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's a top 10 matchup tonight on BYU TV as the ninth-ranked men's volleyball hosts eighth-ranked Stanford Cardinals. No, Cardinal. Card- Sing- singular. Cardinals? Cardinal. Uncle no. B said Uncle B said Cardinals. No. Uncle B, you, you you're teaching me so much wrong It's thing. singular. It's in reference <laughs> to the color, not the bird. Watch all of that action tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Now, and that. perhaps you're confusing the Lamar Cardinals, the bird. That's the baseball team opponent today. But mm. tonight it's Stanford Cardinals. Mm. Yeah. Uncle B, that's you know. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm Jeremy. He's Brian's I'm on Brian's BYU here. Sports Nation. Uh, you can watch the show on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is uh, on demand uh, as well, wherever podcasts are found. Our question of the day, who are the five most important people in BYU football spring ball? At John William Rummel on Instagram. Everybody who is returning to the offensive line. Mm. Returned four starters and uh, two or three other guys that had starting experience. I'm excited, man. It's a great position. Protection and physicality establish the run. Awesome. Continue to weigh in. We'll get some more tweets uh, and social media posts coming up. Our first guest today is a man who loves basketball so much, he was born in March. His name is Jeff Judkins, <laughs> women's basketball coach. Jeff, how you doing? Nice to be here, as you, always. Were you born yeah. in March? I was born March 27th. Oh, there uh, you go. You were born. You were, co- yeah. I told you you loved uh, yeah. basketball. Yeah, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was born in that month, so, you know, one of the greatest players ever. So, I so guess, was Lou Alcindor, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So was Lou Alcindor. <laughs> I like it. Way to go. So I need to make sure that my next kid... Daughter is born in March. It's not, it's not, no, because... Born in September when football begins, e- Exactly. Maybe? Well, I'm just trying to avoid the height 
you know, because they may be good, they may love basketball, but there's no hope for them. Well, you know, well, that's great. Let's start with a hopeless conversation. I'm just being real. <laughs> my, hey, my, my dad was only six one, and all his boys are six five or better. So you never know. You never know. You must oh, eat your vegetables. Yeah. A lot of conversation about Kyler Murray because he comes in at five uh, ten yeah. at the combine. People making a big deal about that. But when you're recruiting, uh, how much does height play into certain positions for you? Can someone be too short at guard or something? Um, it, it comes into in a factor. I mean. You have to look at that position and, and say, okay, this is what we'd like at this this height. But heart overpowers height sometimes. Um, I think Paisley shows a great example of that. Here she is, 5'9", playing the three for me, and there's nobody that really dominates her in the post or, or rebounding. She just got a lot of toughness and grit and heart, and so that, that, that overpowers it. It's go. it's almost March. Is there a stronger intensity when we get to March in terms of kind of what the games mean and the practices? Do you feel that? Well, practices are a little bit less because it's been a long season and you have to be smart as a coach. They're 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 intense, but they're not as long. Um, and it's kind of more of really getting your shot and doing some things and getting your your team tuned up for the game. That's, I don't know how it is in other sports, but that's what you do in, in, in basketball. But uh, it means a lot. I told my team the start of February is the, the, the season really relies on these two months, February and March. And if you do well in those two months, then you seem to have a great season and, and get to postseason and all those things. So, Coach, you guys had one eleven straight. Then you, you dropped three. Um, and... Then picked it back up and, and on a on a four game winning streak. During the the losing streak, you were on, and I said, "You know what? What are you doing right now to help overcome this, get over this hurdle?" Um, so, what what did you do to get your girls to bounce back? Well, I think first of all, you you got to get your swagger back some way. And how do you do that? There's many different ways of doing it as a coach. Uh, the, the fastest and easy way is play a game right away, like the NBA and play a game and win that game handily and then you get it back. But when you lose and you have time to think about it, it's a little bit harder. Um, I think what happened in that stretch, we were doing some things maybe not as well as we should be and it kind of caught up to us. And we just went back to basics and said we got to do this better, this better. Um, my three perimeter players did not shoot the ball as well in that three-game thing. So getting them more shots, getting their confidence back, um, all those things was it was was a big factor, and then I made a I made a, a starting starting position change. I went small. Mm-hmm. I went with Kalen uh, instead of going big and try to spread people out and make people guard us in the perimeter. And I think that's helped a lot. You're 21 and six, 13 and three in conference play. One game back of Gonzaga right now, who's a top 25 team. But you've beaten them twice. Awesome. So you're in second place. Pepperdine's behind you one game back as well. How do you feel about the league race as it kind of uh, comes to the finish of the regular season this well, weekend? Well, what, what, what we would hope is tonight Pepperdine beats Gonzaga, and then we take care of business tonight. And then Saturday we take care of business and we tie Gonzaga. And you'd win the title. And then we win, we win it because we beat them twice. If we win tonight, then no matter what, we're in first or second, no matter what, in the tournament. And it, I think this year it means a little bit more because you have a buy all the way to the semis. Now, the negative part of that is you don't play. As everybody knows, we're not going to practice on Sunday, so we're never going to get in that gym until our game time. 
But um, the rest, the preparation, thinking about the team is a big advantage, I think. So hopefully we'll be able to take care of business. Does a regular season uh, title matter to you, or would you take the tournament title? Or is it just about getting to the NCAA tournament? Well, for me right now, I think winning a conference championship would mean the most. because The regular season? Yes, it? because it's only been done once in 14 years. Gonzaga's won it every year except for the one year we won it. So winning that would mean a lot. By winning that, that puts you into the NCAA tournament. Now, I know one year... Essentially. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know one year we, we lost... We won the, the championship, we lost in the tournament, and then we went as a at large, and we went pretty far. In the, so that part of it, you said win the conference, lose the, the the tournament championship, and go to the NCAA and go far, I'd take that. Those were, That'd be my first choice. And in the end, uh, a, a trophy's nice, some rings are nice, but ultimately you're probably defined by getting to the NCAA tournament and how you do. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think right now if we can win these two games and we take care of business in the tournament and win our first game, and let's say we play Gonzaga in the finals and, and we lose that game, I think we're in. Uh, you know, if we win it, we win the tournament, of course we're in for right. sure. So I think, you know, our goal is one game at a time. San Francisco is a very scary team. They have a very, very good point guard, and Brenna did a great job on her last time. It's been almost two months since we've been a long them. time. Yeah, they've changed, we've changed, and uh, you have reverse records. But, you know, yeah, it's going to be an interesting I mean, they're, they're scary because they have nothing to lose. You know, they come in and say, well, hey, we don't. So the key for us is to come out and start strong and then I think just put them, you know, set them back a little bit. Is that the same message that you tell your girls? When, no question. Because you know, there, there's, there's you know, tactics, right, that, that coaches use. I, like, I, I think I said this last week with Bronco. He used to say, you guys suck or you suck individually and call yeah. us out. And we, I mean, we knew it was coming from a place of love, kind of. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, is, is, is that some of the tactics that you use as well? Yeah, I think what happens – as a coach, when you start your season, you you start your preparation of how you're going to motivate your team. And I've always been upfront. I've been honest and said, "Hey, this game's a big game." You know, not, I mean, they know it's a big game. I'm not have to tell them that playing St. Mary's and Gonzaga is a big game. You know, or, guys, this or, is a big one. You know, what? You know, you know, and then then you tell them that this game, like tonight is really important because it's we have so much to really gain from it. I mean, they know that, but you still you let them know that um you know I've tried I've tried both so every kid is every player is different mm-hmm. and you motivate players differently as a as a coach and some coach sometimes I can really get on somebody and say you're not you're not playing good I don't use the word suck but you're not playing <laughs> good you know but and then I tell them when they play good, hey, you did a nice job. So it's it's kind of as, as the coaches, there's more than just X and O's in coaching. Yeah. It's the mental part of it, and trying to get your team ready to go and and do the things that you have to do. I'm talking to Jeff Judkins, the women's basketball coach here at BYU. They play San Francisco tonight. Uh, you're 28 in the RPI as of uh, two days ago. The latest listing here from NCA.com. Do you feel like uh, uh, you put yourself in a good position to get an at-large bid? Um, and, and be in position to obviously want to automatically qualify, but you scheduled tough. Do you feel like it played out like you thought or, or like you wanted? Well, there was one game we thought we should have won for sure, and that was Southern Utah. Uh, but then we beat TCU, who was really good. They're, they have a chance to get in the NCAA tournament themselves. So it kind of all works out, but I think most part we've played pretty well except for that stretch where we just kind of just fell apart a little bit and didn't play our game. But hopefully now... 
we can take care of business and just do the things that we need to do. And it's exciting. I told my players and my team that the the, the season's in your hands. And teams fight for that yeah. to say, hey, I have control of what we do. And hopefully, hopefully we'll come out tonight and play like we can. Is, is there anything that you learn from the scheduling of, of this season that you would – do the same next season or, or just, you know, in the future? Well, we always try to play. We call it A games. Mm-hmm. So the A games are the, are the big five schools uh, conference. So next year we're going to play Washington State, Utah, and Oregon State. That's our, that's our three A games. And then you try to play four B games. And B games are Utah State, Fresno State we're going to play next year. We played Colorado State this year. You try to play a good mid-major conference, their top teams. And then you have C games, and C games are games that you're playing somebody that may be uh, in-state game like a Utah Valley or uh, Southern Utah, and then you have a buy game. We try to buy one game a year, and usually that is during final week mm, yeah. because it's difficult to try to – sometimes you try to do that. And so by doing that, and, you know, my assistant coach, Dan Nelson, has done a great job of really watching this RPI. He watches it every day. And he makes sure that when we do our scheduling that that we're scheduling the right teams. And, you know, I think Dave did it this year really well. I think the teams that he scheduled, Nevada, Vegas. um, Houston. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get them home next year. And so that's going to help him. That's going to really help him in his – they don't have an RPI. It's a little bit different, but that scheduling is going to help him. Do Do you want RPI to go away, by the way? Or do you want this net thing? That I don't know. Is? Dave was kind of telling me a little bit about it yesterday. RPI that... seems very antiquated to me. Like it was created in '81. It's 2019. We can do. We can do <laughs> yeah, better. I'm sure there's. Better. I'm sure there's way we can we can tweak it better. Um, but you know, it's it's weird to see because you play a team that's playing really good early in the year, and then they tank it, and then it, that RPI kills you because they tanked it. Um, so I don't know. I what I think personally is I I, I think if you're in the top. If you're in the top eight RPI league, I think you should get at least two bids, no matter what, no matter what it is. You know, you you deserve it. Not not nine teams in the Big 12 that schedule nobody preseason, and then they go under 500 and get in the NCAA. That's the other thing. I think if you're under 500 in your league, Big Five, you don't go. I mean, if you can't go 500 in your league, then why do you deserve to go to the NCAA tournament when somebody else has, has done better? And, you know, they all say, well, our league's tougher. Yeah, they don't want to play us. You're right. There's not one of those guys who will come play me home and home. Oh, we'll, we'll play you at our place. They won't play me at home. So they're, they're that way with a lot of schools. So it's not like, you know, so here we are mid-major trying to play these schools and they won't play us. And then they say, you know, our conference is tougher. Hey, well, come play us then. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fight. Uh, I, I personally think our league deserves – Two teams. We've done it. We and right now you have two in. Yeah, uh, right, it, right it, now it we seem, we've okay. Seem. The mid majors. We've had four times that our league has been the Sweet Sixteen, so our league is good. I think the men deserve three. I really do. I think they they dominated the Pac twelve this year. They deserve it, and that's the way it should be. In my hey, so maybe the ninth team in the Big Twelve doesn't get in this year because they went they went seven and whatever. Okay, they don't get in. They tell me to do better in the conference.
Okay, That's Judy. what I look at it. But. There you go. Mid-major probs. Hashtag mid-major yeah. probs. Judy, we appreciate it. Hey, time. thanks for having me, guys. BYUSN Karma tonight against San Francisco. Yeah, Karma. Karma. Uh, I hear you. Good luck. You. Yeah. Thank you very much. And then, of course, Saturday against Santa Clara, 4 Eastern on BYU TV as well. So thanks, Judy. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Coming up is being 5 foot 10 inches a big deal. We'll discuss. It would have been for you out of BYU. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Plus, he's 6'9", <laughs> son of a legend, becoming a legend himself. Freshman volleyball player Davide Gardini is in studio. How do the Cougars take down the Cardinal tonight? This is BYU Sports Nation. Cougar baseball tonight on BYU Radio as the Batcats return to the state of Texas to face Lamar University tonight in game one of a three-game series. Your boy, Jason Shepard, will have the call tonight beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. What's their uh, mascot? Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. Now we know the difference, right? We we all learned something. Yay, Uncle B. Welcome back. I'm Jerem. He's Brian. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's get you caught up with today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Former Cougar Sione Takitaki reports to the NFL Combine today where he will participate in orientation and interviews. Sunday is his day for linebacker drills. Men's volleyball host number eight, Stanford, tonight at the Smithfield House. Ball night! In a top ten matchup as they look for their fourth straight win. The game will be broadcasted live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern with your other boy, Jeremy. BYU women's basketball plays San Francisco tonight in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern on the W.TV. Important game for the conference standings. We just talked to uh, Shooter McJudkins on set. The Cougars are in second place in the West Coast Conference, one game back of Gonzaga with two games to go. And as I just mentioned earlier, BYU baseball back at it today in Texas, hoping to continue the streak. They're 5-2. First pitch is at 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Going to break you teased if 5'10 was a big deal. Well, what about 6'9? And what about Italian? Because that's our next guest. His name's <laughs> Davide Gardini. He's a freshman on the volleyball team. And welcome to Studio B for the first time. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great to have you. Uh, last year, BYU lost some big guns, notably Brendan Sander on the outside, who was a four time All American. So the question was who, who are we going to have at outside hitter? So in you come all the way from Italy. So how'd you find yourself from Italy all the way to BYU? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just different. Like, I really like it here. Uh, the team has changed from last year. So, you know, we, we're trying to find our rhythm. I think we did a pretty good job, like, in the first part of the season. So, I don't know. I hope I'm going to be, like, a good player for BYU for the next year. So, that's all I can say. <laughs> you will. You will. I be. think so far, so good. Yeah, it's going pretty yeah, you, well. You've got to speak it into existence. I will be. Yeah, we I will be. be. I will be. <laughs> in, sports, in sports, it's not it's not cocky or arrogant if you say I yeah, will you're be. Right. It's, it's confidence. You're so, right. You're right. And own that. And, and tell us the story of how you discovered BYU. I know there was a BYU connection with your dad on the Italian national team. Yeah. Right? So the first time I heard about BYU, I was really young. I wasn't playing volleyball at all. I was playing soccer still. So, and then by the end of my last season of volleyball in Italy, I was feeling that like I, I wanted something different in my life, you know, a new challenge or something. And I was lucky because BYU contacted me in that moment. And, you know, I just tried to get some information here and then and understand better what BYU is. And I don't know, I just felt like this was a good place to be, to play volleyball, good environment, and so here I am. Was it Giuseppe Vinci who knew your Yeah, Giuseppe Vinci, he used to be like in the um, 
the staff of the Italian national team with my dad. And he and used to be the BYU staff. Yeah, well. he, he came to BYU. So and then he knew my dad. They talk a lot. And, and when it was the moment he offered me to come here, he spoke with me a lot. So that was a good moment. And yeah. nice that he could uh, be Italian and speak in Italian. And tell oh you yeah, about that, BYU, that's right? that's a huge thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were were kicked accidentally in the head. In, in practice the other day um how are you feeling now ah i'm i'm good like i was just rough like i got here really hard but not too bad honestly i just like my practice was over that day but other than that i'm, I'm fine <laughs> so are you, are you are you clear to to play I, i'm tonight? completely clear okay. yeah yeah no concussion so that that's fine i'm good good, good. great I, I re- the worst thing to, to do as a as a player in any sport is to have a concussion because you literally have the staff follow follow you around. Oh yeah, everywhere you go, they make sure you don't fall asleep for like three hours because there's some issues that could happen. It's, really? Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I've never heard of the concussion, so I don't know. Yeah. I hope I'm not gonna have one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. It's annoying if, if you if it, if it happens early in the morning, like before you have classes, because then you have to go to class because you have somebody following. Okay, you. but wow. every day it goes to class. Okay, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on, man. School um, is cool. Let's, yeah, talk, is. let's talk about your roommates. I think you have the greatest uh, setup of roommates. So it's Gabi Garcia Fernandez from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Felipe Gibrito Fejeda from Brazil. Yeah. Is there anybody else? No, just it's the three, three of you. Yeah. Okay, so you have three different countries, three cultures, oh, three yeah. languages. How does that mix and match? I think it's the perfect mix, honestly. You know, being here, we, there are Americans everywhere. So when you get home later, like after practice in the night, you just like have different guys, and they are like more like me. You know, they yeah. kind of we can understand each other. Things that we've been through. You know, with Felipe, we talk about that a lot. So I really like it. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm with them in the apartment. So, 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 that, so that's something that you can. That's or those are things you can relate to, right? Is, is you guys are outsiders coming in different countries. What about the, the the competitiveness you know is there a lot of trash talking between my country is better than your country oh yeah there is there is a lot there is a lot when we when we talk about food honestly i i want to say they're a win every time but <laughs> <laughs> we have we have some beefs here and then you know we just have fun like roasting each other and it's always like that in our apartment but that's uh, our relationship so we really like it you guys can have a cook-off right yeah that'd be fun too right <laughs> yeah. that's a between the lines segment yeah, that sounds yeah. good you're welcome lauren we're talking to Davide Gardini uh, from Italy, freshman volleyball player. Are we saying your name correctly? Yeah, you're saying it right. Davide Gardini. Yeah. Okay. I was That's afraid true. that it was Davide or something. Uh, yeah. Everybody here says like in a different way, so I'm just you're fine. Don't okay. Worry. You're good. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so your dad is uh, Andrea, right? Yeah. Um, he's a legend in in Italy. What was it like growing up um, w- with him as your dad and? Did you feel pressure to play volleyball? How did that kind of uh, come to pass? Um, when I started to play volleyball, I heard a lot about, like, you know, people talking, me and my dad, am, am I going to be as good as he was? And honestly, I never felt pressure because I feel like you feel pressure when you start, like, listening at those people. I've never done that. So I've always been, like, on my way, trying to do my things. So my dad, he has never said anything about that. He was just like, hey. If people say something, just go and play volleyball and like show them what you can do. So that's what I do, what I did, and I'm just I'm glad I'm his son, and that's it. I'm just like glad, and I'm having fun playing volleyball. So that's it. So, and, how, and not everyone's dad is a three-time Olympian and three-time world champ. Yeah, so he, uh, he's a big deal. Yeah, he's well, a big how, deal. I wanted to know, you know, with that being said, how was it, you know, growing up in, in training with him? Was he, you know, ten times harder on you or? Um, so as I told you, I started to playing soccer. So he never said anything about that. He was like 
play sport. That's yeah. fine. If you want to play yeah. soccer, it's fine. When I moved to, when I switched to volleyball, it was obviously like really happy. He didn't yeah. show me too much, but he was happy. I knew that. <laughs> and he was not too hard on me, honestly. He was like, like, he wanted me to work hard and everything, but he never tried to be my coach. So it was yeah. like, hey, the only thing you've got to do is work hard. Other than that, everything is going to be fine. So perfect uh does he watch the matches because i know there's a big time difference right yeah they're like eight hours they're eight hours ahead so it's just hard to watch them 3 a.m then starts yeah 3 a.m yeah so it's hard to watch them live but you know volumetrics or byu sport like we can all he can always watch them with you guys and he said that it's really funny to watch with you guys saying something oh, in the match. So well, thanks. Yeah, this guy with me, you. Me, <laughs> we mention him every time too yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, it's me and me and uh jam right not not me. And not me and Steve Allen. You should come too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you play Stanford tonight. Uh, I guess give us maybe a key or two to beating them. Oh, um, I think the first thing we have to do is just be focused on ourselves and not think too much about them. Because if we can play how we can play, if we play how we know how to play, we can do great things. So that's the first thing for sure. And then I think in our team, like serving is important. As long as, as we serve well, we can be, we can compete with everybody. So that's that's it. Two good keys, and let's wrap with this. How do you say "set me now" in Italian? Um, alzami ora. Alzimora. Alzami ora. Alzami ora. Yeah, that's right. Alzami ora. Yep. Say that a bunch to Will. It'll okay, work. I, I promise. Say it. I'll say it. Okay, let's give you some uh, BYU Sports Nation karma. Good luck, and do you mind signing this flag for us? Oh. That'll be all right. Karma. Yeah, karma, I, karma apparently first. this is what we do. Uh, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks, Davide. Appreciate the time. Davide Gardini, BYU Stanford tonight. Top 10 matchup, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Coming up, Cougars <laughs> repping red, white, and blue in hip hop. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Who is it? We'll tell you. And Brian thinks 5'10 is a big deal, but is it? This is BYU Sports Nation. I just that, think that dude's 6'9. Look at it. Look at him next to you, man. Please not show. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday is senior night for BYU hoops on BYU TV as the Cougars wrap up the regular season hosting San Diego. Watch as the Cougars battle the Toreros at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Yeah, no game tonight, but Saturday, yes. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. Who are the five most important people in BYU spring football. In Brent, your life right now. And in your life. Uh, but you could tweet at Brian Logan uh, 7 for this. <laughs> Brian, uh, Brent Robinson on Facebook. The Cougars need to establish who is number two quarterback. Not much talk about running backs. How's the new O-line coach gelling? Defensive secondary, lots of questions, but they will shake out during spring ball. Best of luck preparing for the challenge, f- challenging fall season. And that is the thing with spring ball, frankly, is we're not going to get as many answers as perhaps we hope, yeah. but... It's formal practices. I love the uh, mention of the number two quarterback. I think it's a really big deal that Jaron Hall can take all these number one reps. Yeah, oh, 100%, man. And the stat that we, we said, I think, the last two years with the amount of BYU quarterbacks that's, that have started yes. you know, since independence. Look at last year. It's crazy. You're you right? had two different starters, there you go. right? There, Six and seven games. There so Jaron Hall has to be ready. You, you don't want him to have to play. Uh, per se, because you want Zach Wilson to be the right. guy, but whether it's injury or, or ineptitude, and there's wood. Hold on. You want to? <laughs> I just knocked on that wood. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you got to have a number two ready. You might even have to have a number three ready. So there you go. 100%. Let's play a little big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Presented by. Deal. No. 
What's better than one? How about two? Uh, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Let's check in with Ben Bagley in the production control room. Ben, what do you have for us? Number one, big deal, no deal. Spring ball starting on Monday for BYU. I think I know your answer, Brian, but go ahead. Yep. That's a huge deal. It's a humongous deal. Gigantic. Ginormous. Ginormous oh. is a word, by the way. Oh. Like, it wasn't a few years ago, notice. Oh, cool. That made me feel better because I just ran out of words. My vocabulary is really small. <laughs> <laughs> no, you but used yeah, five or six words I, to describe it. That was great. A, hey, man. Yeah, it's, big it's, deal. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's football. It's, 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 yeah. It, listen, this is the first formal team setting. You know, we're going to get to see these guys uh, practice and play starting Monday. We'll have interviews, full coverage right here on BYU and, Sports and, Nation. And, 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 it's going to be the, awesome. And the thing that, um, you know, one of, one of the, the fans that tweeted in or, or weighed in um, as far as getting some of the answers, it's, it's to me, spring ball is, is like your resume, right? You're, you're putting in your application for... This is the cover letter is, of the yeah, season. Exactly, exactly. Then you turn it up, you know, during fall camp, and then that's when you know that you you get selected for the job. You get turned and you turn it up. Ooh, uh, but the first opponent is Utah in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. One eighty-two. Pretty good until the end there, huh? It was pretty good until that last one. <laughs> what? Are you Ben? What? Number what? number two. That was amazing. Was that number two or number two? See, see, Ben, you just get me. Yeah, I got you, Brian. Big deal, no deal. Cougar fans scoreboard watching tonight on the WCC. It's a big deal. It sounds like a big deal by your. Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to go from football to basketball. I'm just playing. It's a big deal, man. It's it is a really big deal. I mean, when you look at everything that we've talked talked about for the last you know couple of weeks of, um, you know, the team. I would say finish finishing uh, strong and. Um, you know, getting to that that number two spot and, and everything that that or comes three. or three that comes along with just it, avoid right? four. Yes, yes. But I mean, everything that comes along with it, right? And everything that comes along with getting fourth. And so, you know, to have the, the karma, the energy by watching that can that can help, man. There's 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 a lot of spiritual things that we're not aware of, Jaron. But I do believe that if we turn the focus and the energy by becoming fans of the teams we want, you know, to win. There you go. It is a big deal. Uh, go Portland, go San Diego. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> big deal, no deal. Dave Rose having actual seniors in uniform on senior night. Okay, let's talk about this. So last year, BYU didn't have any seniors. The year before that, it was uh, LJ Rose and Kyle Davis who were both hurt, mm-hmm. and it was senior night. So you have to go back to three years ago where you had Chase Fisher, Kyle Collinsworth, and Nate Austin who were actually in uniform and actually played. So tomorrow, excuse me, Saturday, it's Luke Worthington and McKay Cannon. I say, I say big deal. It's been a couple of years. Three years? It's a, yeah, it's a it's a big deal, man. I think I think um, it does something for you as an underclassman to see, uh, the, you know, the seniors that you have, and I, I don't know, you know, that, how much motivation you can get from it, but I do know that you want to finish strong for them, and, sure. and, that, and I think bringing that to the spotlight, right, and having um, that a visual of that kind of helps you out. Uh, I think I can make you cry right now. Are you ready for this? Yep. You, you know who else would have been a senior tonight? Eric Mika and Elijah Brown. Or tomorrow, Saturday. Hmm. R.I.P. to your single, single tier. Maybe one on each side for both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been fun. Uh, is it anti-senior night for San Diego? Question mark. Uh, number four. <laughs> Last one. Big deal, no deal. The NFL Combine has begun and measurements are coming out. 
By the way, just in case you were wondering, OUQB Kyler Murray comes in at five foot ten. Brian, that's a giant. Hey, no, five yes. foot ten and one eighth. Don't forget the one eighth. You know that's important, right, Brian? Yes, it is. Two hundred seven I- pounds, and he's his hand wingspan or his hand span, whatever, uh, nine and a half inches, which is important because no NFL quarterback is lower than nine inches. So big deal, no deal. Combine measurements. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. I, I'm very proud at this moment because us as short, small athletes, people always say you got to, you know, subtract two inches from what you you really are um, on the roster. And there's, you know, a lot going into uh, the combine and, and even a little bit before that with with uh, Kyler and his height. People were like, oh, he's got to be five nine. He's got to be five seven. But nope. Make doubters believers. Use stats and data. How you like that, fans? He was good. I watched him play. Uh, that's what, <laughs> is he going to compete in the NFL in hand measuring or in football? Uh, yeah, no, big deal. He's 5'10". Great. Well, that's how, I know, think that, he's a good player. That's how you like, get, that's how you get it. This is the resume. Remember this is, this is the job interview. The it's, physical it's resume. The, it's through the, the game, the film. That's what got you to this point that, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what got you here. Now, those little things, it does matter. I, I want to know if he grew his hair out a little bit, you know, put some ju- curls, gel on his hair to get him, you know, the extra inch. I tried that. Perhaps. You had longer hair back then for that very reason. That is big deal, no deal. Yeah. Uh, coming up, BYU garners 18. Yes, 18 all-conference honors. That's pretty impressive. Come to Brigham. And Get an be, all-conference honor be and all go there. to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And Sione Takitaki is at the NFL Combine. What's his schedule this weekend? Coming up in the whip, this is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Big thank you to today's guest, women's hoops coach Jeff Judkins and volleyball outside hitter Davide Gardini. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time, bro. Fake news. If you missed some of today's show, (laughs) download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, me, 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 more of me. And Jerem, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the draft. Former Cougar Sione Takitaki reports to the NFL Combine today where he will participate in orientation and interviews. Sunday is his day for linebacker drills. Volleyball. Men's volleyball host number eight Stanford tonight at the Smithfield House. BYU ranked number nine. Top ten matchup. Cougars looking for their seventh straight win over Stanford. The game will be on BYU TV, 9 Eastern time. Gabby Garcia Fernandez is a finalist for February's Off the Block Player of the Month. Fernandez is second in the nation in kills and points per set. Watch Fernandez and number nine BYU host number eight Stanford in an important MPSF match on BYU TV at 90s. Women's basketball. Women's team plays San Francisco tonight in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern as well, on the W.TV. Cougars are in second place in the West Coast Conference, one game back of Gonzaga with two games to go. Baseball. The 5-2 BYU baseball team is on a three-game win streak and plays at 4-4 four four Lamar tonight in Beaumont, Texas. Listen on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern. Softball. BYU looks to even its record at 500 tonight as they take on San Diego State, uh, the team that uh, rescinded the scholarship offered Brian Logan, at the mm. San Diego Classic tonight at 8 Eastern time. Swimming and diving. Thank Ten- goodness they did. <laughs> women and 18 men earn all-conference honors for BYU swim and dive. Peyton Sorensen is first-team all-conference in the 50 free and 100 free. And uh, Gwen is also 
the first team all-conference in 53 and under free. Of course she is. She was yeah. on the show the other day. Soccer. BYU Women's Soccer has announced its spring schedule. There are nine games total, the first being Saturday versus UNLV in Vegas at 1 Eastern time. Today's rise and shout-outs. Let's start with yours, Brian. Got to give it to the Cougarettes, man. The Cougarettes for doing what they do best. Um, and, that, and that is what? Uh, make my life very, very happy. <laughs> They're great. They're going to represent the U.S. at the uh, ICU World Cheerleading Championships. So, well, you know, they're not cheerleaders; they're dancers. But uh, they they scratch that, scratch that, Jeremy. They're athletes, all right. And, yeah, they're, and, and they're amazing. You know what? This is my favorite athletic team, sports team on BYU campus. You, they're the most dominant at their sport, and my favorite. Yeah, they're great. My rise to shout out goes to Sione Takitaki yesterday on Good Morning uh, Football and NFL Network. There was a discussion about the best names at the Combine, and Kay Adams, one of the hosts of the show, mentioned your boy Sione Takitaki, and apparently he was listed initially as Taki Takitaki on the <laughs> Combine list. So shout-out to our guy who has been crushing it uh, in the postseason. Had a great bowl game. Had like 258 tackles in that game. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 19 or something. But mm-hmm. uh, he's been great in the East-West Shrine game and the Senior Bowl and Hopefully he shows out of the combine. So good luck to uh, our boy Taki Sione Taki Taki. Our question of the day: Who are the five most important people in BYU football spring ball? Kimball ten seventeen on Instagram says, definitely the O line. Plus the new defensive players filling big holes with the graduated players this year. How do you feel about the O line D line? I, I feel good. I feel, I, I, especially for the offensive line, I feel good. Defensive line, I just want you to step it up a little bit. You lose Corbett Kafusi, but you return almost everybody else. Yeah. Which I, is good news. I, I think Kyrus has a good opportunity to come in and make an impact, make a splash. Blaine Fowler said he. Uh, he the best D line D lineman ever. Did he squat 600? Was it squat? He said, uh, he said 700 day. plus. It's mm-hmm. incredible. While eating two cheeseburgers. Yeah. Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at dstot 50 on Twitter. A.J. Stewart, because we need a running game to emerge. Isaiah Kafusi and the linebackers. Zach Wilson, Jaron Halls, Kalani Stocky, and Jeff Grimes. But maybe I should have just said all the running backs and a couple of linebackers because they have to produce this year. You know, it's been, it's been done by committee the last couple of years, so I like the group. Conversation continues 24-7 on the Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Ready for this? The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Brian. I'm Jim. Shout out to Jay Sample. Bring it back. Joy Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time, and we'll see you tonight, 9 Eastern, in the Fieldhouse for BYU and Stanford. See ya. You see those hands I got?